Okay, well, uh, hello, Jer. Here we are again, and this time I'm going to talk to you about a woman called Lady Gregory. Something actually that Ireland should be very proud of is the fact that after Latin and Greek, Irish literature is said to be the oldest in Europe. And today I'm going to talk to you about a lady who decided to dedicate her time and literary talents to preserving that literature and to promoting the cause of Irish nationalism. Now she traveled around the country collecting and preserving ancient stories of Irish heroes and myths and putting them in writing for future generations. Wonderful stories, such as those of Fionn McCool and Cúhollán and the tales of the Fianna, which had been passed on orally from one generation to another. It's thanks to her that we have saved these stories for future generations. She wrote them in Irish and also translated them into English. But who was Lady Gregory? Well, she was born as Isabella Augusta Perse in Roxburgh House in County Galway in 1852. She was the daughter of an Anglo-Irish gentry family of landowners and politicians. Her family had settled in Galway in the 17th century, and Isabella had married Sir William Gregory in 1879. He was a rich man and the owner of a grand mansion called Cool Park, which was surrounded by forests, rivers and beautiful lakes. Her husband died 10 years after their marriage, and it was then that Lady Gregory began researching Irish history, and as a result, she shifted her political position from soft unionism to being a strong supporter of Irish nationalism. She decided to dedicate her time and literary talents to promoting the cause of Irish nationalism. She wanted to collect and translate those traditional tales and legends of Cúhollán and the stories of the Fianna, many of which she had heard as a child from her maid, Mary Sheridan, who was a Catholic and a native Irish speaker. It was she who introduced Lady Gregory to the history and legends of the local area. Well, Lady Gregory first met the poet William Butler Yeats in 1896 when he was on a trip to the west of Ireland with Arthur Simmons. She invited both men to lunch. From then on, Yeats and Lady Gregory struck up a friendship which was to last for 30 years. He admired her inner strength and enthusiasm, and she became a great friend, advisor, and confidant. Also, the fact that she knew Irish and Yeats didn't gave her another reason why he was very interested in keeping up with Lady Gregory. They were both committed to the Irish literary revival. Now, also, Yeats, I think, was a bit of a snob, and he loved the grand mansion full of art and tradition, and he enjoyed losing himself in the magnificent grounds of Cool Park. He loved the green forests and the glittering lakes and could almost breathe in the sublime peace of Ireland. From then on, he spent all his summers and winters too in the company of Lady Gregory in the Cool Park estate. The fact is, the estate really belonged to Lady Gregory's son, Robert Gregory. His father had left it to Robert in his will, but his mother was looking after the estate until her son came of age. Robert was not very interested in the estate and spent a lot of his time abroad. He was fine with his mother living in Cool Park, but Robert and his wife were not at all happy with Yates spending so much time there, although they didn't say anything to Lady Gregory as they didn't want to offend her. But they resented Yates and actually asked him to start bringing his own wine whenever he came to Cool Park. Yates was clearly aware of the fact that Robert and his wife couldn't stand his being there so often. But Yates ignored them and turned a blind eye to the situation. 
Yeats spoke to Lady Gregory about the difficulties he was having to get theatres to put on his plays and said he dreamt of having a theatre which would specialise in Irish plays. Lady Gregory agreed, but said that the theatre would have to be in Ireland and not in London. She offered to raise funds to promote the works of both Edward Martin and Yeats in a theatre in Dublin. And so began the Irish Literary Theatre, which later changed its name to the Abbey Theatre. They wrote letters to all those who were tired of seeing Ireland falsely depicted in the theatres as caricatures, as stage Irishmen to be poked fun at. The theatre's first production was Yeats' play, The Countess Kathleen, on the 8th of May, 1899. Lady Gregory and Yeats remained great friends until she died. She supported him and gave him her backing to fulfil his dreams and even helped by typing out his works and suggesting words when his mind became blocked or he needed to know how country people spoke. She helped the people who worked on the land and had learned a lot about the thoughts, beliefs and customs of the people in the west of Ireland. Yeats recognised that Lady Gregory had a special literary talent and he encouraged her to redact those stories of fairies and mythical heroes and to write a book on Irish mythology. The fact is, she was a prolific writer and many of her plays were put on stage in the Irish Literary Theatre. In fact, she wrote more than 40 plays, if I remember right. Together with Yeats, they wrote the play Kathleen Lee Houlihan, which starred Maud Gonne in the lead role. Her contribution to the preserving the traditions and ancient stories of Ireland is incalculable. She was a dramatist, a collector of folklore, a writer of sonnets, an essayist, a translator, and a visionary. She was, in every sense, a true patriot, with a great passion for her country, and she played a pivotal role in the founding of that famous Abbey Theatre. Yeats depended so much on Lady Gregory that when news came to him that she had taken ill and was near death, he replied that she had been more than a mother or father or friend and had been the only person in the world to whom he could tell his every thought. Lady Gregory had not only been a patroness of Yeats, she had also helped many literary friends. She died on the 22nd of May, 1932, aged 80. Cool Park House was demolished in 1941 and Cool Park Estate has been taken over by the Forestry Commission. But on a tree in what were the grounds of that house, you can still see the carved initials of great literary figures such as Singh, A.E., Yeats and his brother Jack, George Moore, Sean O'Casey, Catherine Tynan, Violet Martin and George Bernard Shaw, who is reported to have once said that Lady Gregory was the greatest living Irish woman.